Welcome again to podcast here at Crossroads Community Church. Uh, we are sitting in my new office. I'm here with Scott Sims, and I say new office. It's this. It's the same old space, Scott, um, but it definitely looks different. Looks new. Yeah, yeah it's and, great. Uh, been thinking about it for uh, a few years for sure. Uh, it had that old way for about 15 years, and and uh, I'd been thinking about this for two or three years and finally it all came together and I'm excited about it but podcast happens to be happening in my office this time and uh, so I'm glad that you're here and and I also just want to welcome anybody that wants to come on up uh, anytime I I don't know if we've ever done that um, officially but I just kind of want to over the the airwaves I know the third floor has a few stairs to get here it's a unique building and the office space happens to be on the third floor, so that's a little difficult. But if you'd like to come up, we invite you to come and and to uh, and enjoy sitting down and just having a, a cup of coffee or a Coke. Uh, or if you need have a need, of course, just bring it on up to us. But um, uh, there's, there's your official, uh, official invite. But uh, also... Thank you, Scott, for last week spending time with me then and uh, now once again with me. And I've had a lot of great responses about last week's podcast, diving in a little deeper and how it touches base, the midweek and the relevancy that way. Well, Scott, let me start off with a word of prayer and um, we'll kick right into this. Hmm. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful to be called your child. I don't deserve such grace and such love. But you sent Jesus Christ, and even if it was just for me, you would have sent him. Lord, that goes out and rings throughout these airwaves and says this, Jesus died for you. Every one of you listening, And as we bring this to our heart, and as we pour that out to you now, Father, we just pray that we will embrace that. We will embrace Jesus Christ. We will embrace this grace that you have lavished upon us. Lord, I pray that you would be over this uh, podcast today, our conversation, and may it flourish for you. May, uh, May it just resound in our hearts the words that need to be said. Holy Spirit, have your way now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm. Well, Scott, uh, what I always like to do, and I don't need to keep on saying it, but uh, I love to have you just kind of bring a, an overview of the message again, and, and then we're just going to have a little conversation about the relevancy of uh, sustaining. So Sure. Well, I think it's important to continue to drop it into context. Uh, Credit where credit is due, Trevor Hudson is uh, Mm -hmm. the pastor who I first heard present the cycle of grace, so a tip of the hat his way. Just a devoted follower of Jesus. Love that guy. So last week we looked at uh, the whole concept of acceptance and our position in Christ um, based on being and not doing. And uh, my flesh doesn't be very well. It wants to do. It <laughs> wants to perform. It wants to earn. Right. Um, but so critically important to understand that our standing with God is based on His grace, mm-hmm. His providing us that place 
as a result of the finished work of Jesus. And so when we came this week to our second message and we talked about sustenance, that's where we begin to respond to that grace. And so grateful and overwhelmed with the awareness that our relationship with God is has come to us as a gift Mm -hmm. and we begin to respond to that and we begin to invest into that relationship and we begin to pursue it as a real value to us not just an add-on but it becomes the central part of who we are and everything else has to begin to revolve around that and so what can we do to tend that relationship, to invest in that relationship? How can we, from our vantage point, sustain and develop that more? Right. And so there's the concept of the disciplines. Um, Remember again that the original um, developers of this concept, uh, Lake and Bruner, they studied the life of Jesus. So no doubt they didn't go far into the Gospels, for instance, the Gospel of Mark, when they immediately saw, well, how did Jesus invest in his relationship with his father? Well, he was up before everybody else, mm-hmm. out by himself in prayer, yeah. you know, just just hanging out, just communing, yep. you know. And sometimes we make prayer so limited in terms of, well, and there is the component of asking and receiving in prayer, but there's also just being together and just enjoying company and uh, those kind of things. And so that was just one example of this this week's message was the place of solitude and silence in the life of Jesus and how we then can uh, make room for that in our own lives and thereby flourish in our relationship right. with God not right. not just settle in it you right know? right it's it's very wonderful to be able to focus in a message to hear it from someone so that as we hear uh, about the sustenance about how to develop it we take the time we don't even I hate to say this but we don't want to even take the time to think about the sustenance or the sustaining part of it, let alone taking the time to literally make it a habit yeah. or the obedience in it. So to be able to have that brought to us on Sunday is a huge thing for the church to hear because it's a captivated audience, so to speak. It it brings it in and, and uh, it, it brings it where the rubber hits the road. Some of that has come about, I, I think, as a result of how, how we have presented the gospel. Mm. That we don't, we don't put much emphasis, and we'll, I think that's going to be the last message I do, the whole notion that, uh, the, the, the notion on the, the element of the gospel that is so often missing we tend to focus on, well, nobody wants to go to hell Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get to go to heaven? Well, you trust in Jesus. You receive the gift Mm -hmm. of eternal life. Mm -hmm. But we fail to mention that eternal life starts at that moment and that that relationship is available to us here and now. We can be active with Him in His kingdom. It's what He wants. It's what He's waiting on for us to join Him here and now. Too many of, 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 of 
those who are making up the church today, their relationship with God is something that'll happen then mm-hmm. in the next life. Yeah. And, and miss the reality of being able to connect and know Him, enjoy Him yep. here and now. And to experience that and then to, and I say, um, I was going to say to experience it and then to not, maybe to get out of habit. The difference between the two is crazy Mm -hmm. because once you're plugged in and you're, you're going through this discipline of, of meeting with them and you're and, and it's just full and it, and you're receiving this wisdom and the knowledge and your day just flows and whoa you got energy you've got mental power you've got it you just are connected mm-hmm. and you get out of it and you're weak you you're like what is going on what's wrong with me why am I not as sharp and why am I not hitting the mark here, and, and it just starts to affect everything. Mm-hmm. Well, so often, we, we even even for a generation that developed the discipline of a quiet time to start their day or a devotional time, even then sometimes we'd flip the switch at the end of that and go about our day in our own strength and make the best way we could. Mm-hmm. When in reality, there's no need to do that. Yeah, He'll he'll. He wants to go through with you whatever it is that you're facing. He'll be a part of that. Anytime you'll turn your attention back to Him, right there He is, yep. to connect with Him, to, to interact with Him, to you know gain clarity on situations or circumstances with Him. That's right. Uh, but but we've, we've kind of pigeonholed Him into a, well, I'll read my Bible and pray mm. when I get up or when I go to bed and the rest of the time. I'll make my way as best I can. Yeah, right, right, right. I, we don't necessarily intend to unplug from him during those times at what you're mentioning, but it's it's that separate mm-hmm. type of structure. And where, and yet in the Word we read, you know, pray, sup with him, so to speak, or to to be with him, to commune with him continually. How would it work in your marriage? Uh, yeah. If we approached uh, <laughs> our marriage like we do our relationship with God, and and I'd say to Jackie or you say to Stacy, um, okay, I've got about ten minutes <laughs> this morning. We can visit a little, but let's not get real deep. And don't you be trying to pry into what's <laughs> going. You know, I'll give you a little something here. You know, what kind of, t- and then I'll I'll see you again maybe tonight. Bit. <sighs> Hello. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get what you invest in that. No <laughs> kidding. And that is a great point. And one in which we say, um, Father, uh, please forgive us. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you've mentioned uh, our lives are busy. And we have this that just rolls right off of our tongue. Um how you doing? Yeah, I'm busy. It's good. You know, things are things are plugging along. Just real busy. And you reckon you brought in the scriptures that were talking about how Jesus was busy and the busyness of his schedule and yet what he did. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is doing it, 
how much more important is it for us? God the Father wants to commune in a way to empower us into growing His kingdom, to strengthen in our day and our strengthen in our our walk and our uh, the physically and mentally, and and it's 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 a process through it all. Um, so as as people are listening to this and they think about their day, um, give us some very practical ways that maybe we can uh, touch base with maybe rebooting, mm-hmm. so to speak, some disciplines in our life. Um, well, you know, uh, we can vilify the, the cell phone mm-hmm. if we want to, but there are endless things that can be done there mm-hmm. to... Um, to trigger reminders, you know, I get a, every day at 10 o'clock in the morning, I get a reminder to pray for my kids, Right. you know, something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past year, several guys and I read through a devotional plan through the Bible in a year together. It had an interactive element. I'd get a reminder, you know, every morning, you know, that's coming up. I'd get I'd get notifications about guys who'd made comments, interaction, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's things we can do uh, that way as far as this goes. I think probably one of the important things you want to talk about a reboot, and want to talk about visiting our um, our values, our priorities. We probably need to take about a month and do a time study of our lives, mm-hmm. and and literally do some detailed tracking of where's our time going. How are we spending? You know, if you divide it into three portions and say, okay, well, uh, and some people will laugh at this because it's too much and some people because it's too little, but say, okay, I gotta, I'm got i going to sleep eight hours. Mm-hmm. So a third of my day is going to be sleep. I, I, a third of my day has got to be work, you know. But I've got these other eight hours that we'll call them discretionary. Now there's ways that in the midst of your work you can you can bring God into mm-hmm. that uh, right. all day long, just little triggers, little reminders, listening and watching, you know, the people you come in contact with and ways that God wants to use you in their lives. Mm-hmm. But then with these eight discretionary hours, where's that time going? What are you really investing in that? Right. Our culture is places value on productivity, and if you if you aren't producing the 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 value material, y- your value is less. Mm-hmm. You know you don't matter that much. What I'm trying to to lean into is that if you're really going to take your relationship with God, if you want to see that relationship go to where He's calling you to, um, it's going to be a chunk of that discretionary time is. You're going to make available to him uniquely. You're going to learn in those eight hours of work to hear a comment from a disgruntled employee. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear a, a cry from their heart for help. You're mm-hmm. going to pray. You know, mm-hmm. it, It's going to change so many things uh, when we begin to, to watch with his eyes and listen with his ears. But it starts, it starts with that, well, where is my time going? What am I doing with it? How much of it is even available to God to begin with? Right. So for us to be purposeful mm-hmm. in our productivity. Sure. You know, I, I read some time ago um, Stephen Covey, the putting first things first, and, and it really helped change some perspective um, 
in my life is I was trying to manage it and, and I wasn't doing a very good job with my time management and um, was starting to realize uh, that those bigger rocks, so to speak, that you put in the vessel of your day, that if you place them through, what's, what's your priority? And as I've been uh, raising my boys, uh, one of those, that was a gift for me to, to receive that knowledge. So I placed that before them. Your priorities and making sure that God is put first. Well, you think about that, and, and, and you mentioned it with that devotion time or that time where like, okay, I'm going to put a chunk aside. And one of the things that I've had to remind them, my boys, is they say, look, it's, it's a relationship. It's all day. So yeah, you can have a, a, a quiet time, and, and we see that Jesus did. We read it today uh, through Mark and different things and saying, uh, here's how Jesus did that and got away, uh, got alone with the Father. But in the other areas uh, of our coming and going, um, and we're driving, you know, down the highway, and and uh, how are we being being intent? What's our intent, or what's how's the purpose going? And um, there's a couple of clues that I had picked up along the way, uh, and as I continued to put age on my life, the years on my life. And uh, one of those things is the different quadrants of our life. We, um, if we put God in our, as the hub of those quadrants in a circle, one of those being uh, the spiritual. Now that connects with God pretty well. That one is, you, you, you kind of put a checklist. Now if you think of it as a, as a wheel, and you've got the quadrants within that wheel, and then God's the center hub, and, and that spiritual side, how am I doing in that? Kind of a recognizing, how is it healthy? And, um, and so that is a direct connect to God. The other ones are uh, health, physically. How am I doing in being purposeful to physically connect? Now, being direct from God as the hub, we realize that a good, healthy body helps with the mind and helps continue to, to uh, you know, you do a lot of running and it, and it is helpful for the old heart to keep on pumping and God's continued to use us uh, here on earth and so that health is important. Um, relationships. How are my relationships doing? That's another hub, a third one. Um, how's my family relationships? My relationship with my wife, my children, my extended family. Uh, how are the relationships with my neighbors? And and uh, using that in a in a loose or a general term, uh, those that I bump in with at, at work. Um, is there bitterness in my life? Is there things that that have affected that towards relationships? So is that healthy? And then the last one, educationally, um, how how is it? that I'm connecting and growing and strengthening um, through learning. We don't really ever stop learning, so we can tie into it there. And, and these are inter, uh, overlapped. They can kind of feed into one another uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but and that's not the rule of thumb, but that's one way or a tool to look at and say, how am I doing in these areas? And if they're weak, as you can kind of do a quick checklist on those four, uh, mainly with the one, uh, God is the center. But then looking at how am I developing these other ones, if something's weak, we, you know, like a wheel, it's just kind of, kind of a flat tire, 
something's off. Well, our relationship with God is going to, the health of it is going to have direct impact on everything else we touch. Mm, That's it. Um, Because whatever we do ought to be about his glory. That's right. You know. That's right. So, So our investment in that intimacy with him doesn't just trickle. It flows. Amen. Like, a, a, you know, what it, uh, springs of water to eternal life, yeah. Jesus said, is what that's going to look like. And so as we invest in our intimacy there, every part of who we are gets impacted, you know. That's a... um, he won't have any trouble getting our attention uh, about the next realm that needs to become under the lordship of Christ, you know. Yeah. So. It isn't that wasn't that uh, referenced as a as a as a cup. A cup not only overfloweth, but go ahead and just knock out the bottom of it, uh, put it, stick it in yeah. through that streaming uh, sure. living stream of life, yeah. and it's just flowing right through us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, he wants to set us apart. Uh, he wants to to use our life to set us apart from the world. Uh, we're going to be a part of it. You know, Paul, he, he talks a lot about, about that. And he says, you know, well, you're going to be a part of it, you know, not becoming of it, um, but you're going to be a part of it in, in your different areas of your life. But, but God wants to set us apart uh, through that sanctification of our, of our lives and, uh, and saying, I have a goal. I have a, I have a direction, a plan in your life, uh, for your life. And, sanctification uh, won't be an issue as we begin to experience the restoration of the image. Mm. Uh, and, and the image of Christ is born out of our unique design and personalities. Oh, you'll, you'll stand out like a city on a hill, <laughs> yeah, right. a light on a stand. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, that's what he's designed us for. So right. uh, that, will be, that will just be an inevitable, natural byproduct mm-hmm. of being set apart because... The old will continually be cast aside, and the new will be embraced. Mm, yeah. You know, I was. I, I think. I think about these podcasts. How we can touch base with someone that's listening on Wednesday, and they're trying to get over the hump of of their week and get into that last part of it, and and um, because we know we all just kind of work for that, <laughs> that weekend you know what i've recognized i've recognized it through this flow of christ it doesn't matter what day it is there's no hump really to be honest with you because one day uh it, it, it it's an adventure with him and and it will always have its ups and downs but with christ there's that consistency that is always there and so when I have thought about these podcasts and helping people through the practical uh, times, some of those areas that I have mentioned to uh, people that I've counseled or even my boys, like I've mentioned. And I remember um, saying these types of things many times where somebody would come to me and say, I just, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this rut. I'm stuck. And so here's here's an, an example. I said, so um, do you travel to work? Yeah, I travel to work, and it's just you know I, I get I go to work, I work, 
long shift, long, and I'm driving home, and it's just, you know, it's one thing and another, and it just leads in, and it's just go to work, come back, eat, sleep, go to work, come back, eat, sleep, and we have to, I mentioned the word reboot, but we have to redesign, and part of the way that we can do that, one of the practical ways that I've mentioned is pick a landmark, I was just mentioning this the other day to an individual gentleman, and I said, "Yeah, you know that, you know that S curve that's out on 54." He says, "Yeah, I know it." I said, "That's the way you travel home, right?" He says, "Yeah." I said, um, "When you hit that S curve, make that landmark or that that area a time where no matter whatever's been cluttering up to this point, make that a purposeful time to connect with the Father." And say, I've, I just want to praise you. I just want to give you thanks for getting me down the road. I having a job like that to be able to bring in, and and as I as I go home from here, as I step into whatever's been ho- happening at home or whatever was waiting for me through the rest of this day, Father, you know. And I said, make it purposed and just start it with that. Start with one thing like that. And start to make a difference where you're purposefully connecting and then let it grow. Not only when you're coming home from work, but now you're going to hit it again. And choose a few other landmarks like that or something. Look for a, a, a different journey to work. And uh, look for something that will encourage you to thank him as you go. I mean, it's just a an, one of those practical areas that mm-hmm. we talked about. But taking time, shutting the radio off, being purposeful rather. Um, the seasons of our life, they don't look the same as they did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we can reconnect and reboot and we need to do that by taking the time. How is it different now? What have I become mundane with? How am I becoming complacent? Yeah. How do I reconnect well, and another thing important to keep in mind here is that when we talk about spiritual disciplines, um, and I'll recommend a couple of practical resources in a minute if they want to do some more study, they're tools, not rules. Mm-hmm. Our flesh usually wants to turn them into rules whereby we will gain favor. Right. As opposed to tools that will position us to experience. Yep. Um, to experience... The favor that he's already given us, yeah. you know, so uh, is God going to love love you more tomorrow if when you get to the S-curve, you, you know, you start. Man, that's a great point. He's not going to love you anymore. That's he's right. already there. Yeah, that's that's right. not going to change. Right. What's going to change is you begin to reorient yourself to a greater awareness and appreciation for the fact that he's promised I am with you always, even right. to the end of the age. Right. You know, I will never leave you or forsake you. The promises. Yeah. And so any of those tools that we can use to to renew our mind, you know, not to be conformed to this world, to be transformed. How? By the renewing of our minds. Yep. Disciplines are ways to renew our minds. When I started running, uh, I, I, I was 50 years old older than that actually i hadn't run any at all since college unless right. somebody was chasing me right <laughs> i had to renew my body it right. didn't start with running 
miles and miles and miles. It started hopefully that I could get, I couldn't even run one mile, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just began. I just started. And I refused to, to condemn myself because I couldn't run a 5K when I started. I said, well, this is what I can do today. And it's going to position me to be able to do more later right. if I keep at it. That's a- and so you recognize all of these disciplines, things like, you know, a consistent, a consistent prayer life, mm-hmm. um, practicing solitude and silence, fasting. That may be food. It may be your cell phone. Right. It may be Sports Center. Right. It may be uh, Pinterest. Right. Anything that's eating up time. Facebook, that, Instagram. Yeah, on and on. Uh, yeah. We're not going to vilify those things. They're, sure. But they can become distractions mm-hmm. that consume energy right. and efforts that we can give and invest in our relationship with God. And I think, honestly, we're, we're giving ourselves to those things in response to a longing mm. that's trying to get us to Him. That's it. That really is it. You know, mm-hmm. and so we settle for those things thinking, well, that'll make, that'll, that'll do, and it never does. Right. You know, so fasting is one, but it doesn't just, food is, it's biblical, mm-hmm. but it can be other things. It can be advantageous, uh, study, worship, celebration. You know, there, there are, there are uh, disciplines of, practice you know and disciplines of abstinence disciplines that we put in place for things we're doing Mm -hmm. disciplines that we put in place which are things we stop doing right you know um there's some good resources um an old classic is richard foster celebration of discipline Mm -hmm. it's not a real difficult read it's it's very entry level and it's got a good variety a lot of scriptural support Dallas Willard has another one on the disciplines. Uh, the Spirit of the Disciplines, I believe, is the one he has. John Ortberg, maybe folks mm-hmm. will recognize him. He has one that has not got disciplines in the title. I don't recall what it is, but a search will bring it up. Um, that And his is more, uh, you know, it's even more entry level than... Because right. Ortberg, what he, he he preaches a sermon series, and then that somebody turns it into a book. Is that is that the me I want to be? I believe maybe it okay maybe relating yeah, to some of the practice of the disciplines. Yeah. Um, but again, they're they're tools, not rules. Mm-hmm. And if you ever get to the point where you're beating yourself up because you haven't practiced your discipline, then you've missed the point. That's it. Really is You've missed the point. That's it. But how many times do we want to go back to the, our brain defaults to that? It's so crazy. You mentioned it. Uh, this busyness, it this this productivity. Yeah. You know, come on, you you got to produce here. Yeah. Um. So, uh, folks, I really hope you hear this. I hope that that you continue to connect this way. This is so important because if we skip a part of this. If we skip this part or if we kind of just lay lightly on it or touch base with it lightly, we're going to miss that. Go into the, what you just mentioned, just the focused on the rules and miss our relationship and recognizing that we have many, many tools Mm -hmm. that are able to connect us with him. Accountability can be another thing. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. it can mess up, but... If you decide you want to embrace some a practice or two and that you want to start, let somebody know, you yeah. know, 
so that you can just describe your experience to them. Uh, and, and listen, there's just like with my running, there are days when I've got it, there are days when I don't. And I don't fight it, you know. I decided a long time ago, this running is going to serve me. I'm not going to serve it. Right. Well, same way with the disciplines. Right. They're going to, they're going to position me to enjoy my Savior, to make him a part of my moment-by-moment living as a characterization of my life. But if my brokenness and the adversary will want to spin that around and rob me of that and make it legalistic mm-hmm. and, and self-righteousness. And when, when that happens, then it's a waste of time. Man, great point. Really, um, that accountability is huge. We, I think men, I'll just mention this, I think men uh, really need to hear that when I think a lot of times that they think that eh, I just can't touch base with another guy like that, you know, or I'm an island or I'm a, you know, I just can't, I'll take care of it, you know, the pride issue comes in there yeah. and stuff like that, but it's so important. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten up in the dark and went to run because there were guys waiting on me that were going to give me grief if I didn't show up. That's it. <laughs> That's the only reason why I get up at five whatever it is to go play pickleball Mm -hmm. i know that if i'm not gonna show up um there's gonna be a guy there that that that, uh, there's gonna produce an odd number and then there's gonna be a guy standing around and he's gonna give me uh, grief the next time i come up and show up left me hanging man. and uh it's a good deal yeah it is a wonderful time to be able to uh talk to you about these things these words definitely do need to reverberate in our in our our mind and in our hearts and in the understanding of our relationship with Christ. I really appreciate uh, what you've brought to us, Scott. Um, you've listened to the Father, and I appreciate um, what He has brought through you. Um, really, it... <laughs> this is vital. I hope the people listening recognize how vital it is to the relationship. Mm. Because as we continue on with the series, that different areas then that we understand through the beginning parts, acceptance, the, uh, the sustenance, and then where it's taken us. Can you... Touch base yeah. a little bit of where you're going next week. Next week will be significance. Okay. Because each of us have a, a unique God-given part to contribute to his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do it just like, uh, just like you can. Um, it's tailor-made. And right. so how do, we, how do we find that? Um, church, is gonna, church will carry on without you. Mm-hmm. But we can't be all we could be without you right. you know right um so that'll be next is is significance is is identifying that that path of good works that god prepared beforehand that we would walk in them oh. you know yeah. we, we're saved by grace through faith for those good works that god has prepared for us they're just waiting out there wow but but the reality of it is when we don't tend the relationship right no 
No. We put that off until, uh, yeah, I'm hanging out with God when I get to heaven. Then we miss all of that, pro, you know, the, the kingdom productivity, yeah. Yeah. you know, the significance of the spot. And then the last week is fruitfulness where, uh, you know, you just see him just blow it up through us. Amen. And you just, you just, nobody's more surprised than you are when God uses you to, to do something in his kingdom. Amen. The power that, that he provides mm-hmm. right through yeah. the seed that he's planted that flourishment into the fruit yeah. that's being produced. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Can you have a word of prayer for us? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's great. pray. Thank you. Father, just pause a moment to, uh, to acknowledge your presence and at the same time to say to you, Father, we, man, we get full of ourselves awful easy and we oh, run ahead yes. without you. So may we be disciplined as Paul challenged us, disciplined for the purpose of godliness, mm-hmm. uh, to be like Jesus as we're more and more with you, yes. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you for inviting us into that fellowship and the changes that it'll make in our lives. Mm-hmm. I pray, God, for our listeners that they'll give themselves grace as they begin to pursue you, that they'll recognize just even a few moments to get started to just turn off the noise and just to rivet their attention to you and just to invite you to speak. Remember remember the wise words of Eli, who, who was not a very wise man, but when he told Samuel, the next time he hears that invitation to just say, speak, Lord, your servant listens, mm-hmm. and then just wait and see. Um, he is honored you are honored, Father, when we just are willing to get into your presence to be with you. So, Lord, encourage their hearts uh, just to, to get a start. And, Lord, uh, you'll take them from there. So thank you for your word. Thank you for those who are committed to you and, and Lord, who are uh, tuning in uh, for just a little extra encouragement and insight today. Yes. Honor that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, Thank man. you for sharing your wisdom and and uh, what God has brought uh, to you. Well, folks, that wraps up our podcast here. And uh, we're going to have Scott again with us this next week. Please tune on in. And uh, that'll be coming up February the 17th. And uh, then we'll have another podcast on, on that after that. Uh, happens as well. So thank you for joining us. God bless you. Thank you again, Scott. God bless you. Bye-bye.